Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Five, four, three, two, one. What is going on? Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Hello and welcome to the Down Here podcast. We're on Spotify now. Awesome that. My name's Rob, I hope you're well. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be looking back at the Royal Rumble, talking transfers and more. But first, it's time to dust off the cobwebs, shake, rattle and roll, and I'll be asking if he understands one division yet. It's Darren. You think you know me. Hello, hello. How do we find you today, Darren? Are you well? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I got a package today. Did you? Yeah. I got a whoop. You got a whoop? Yeah, a whoop. You heard of that? No. Whoop is a... I sound like I'm advertising for them now, but I'm really not. We're not endorsed by them in any way. Uh, whoop <laughs> is a wristband that measures your rest and strain and things like that. It tells oh, right. you when to go to bed, tells you when to wake up, tells you when to do more exercise, tells you when to do less exercise, just like a fabric band. It kind of looks like one of those ankle braces that uh, people on parole get around your wrist. <laughs> Was it linked to your phone then? Yeah, it is. It's linked to your oh, phone. Cool. You've got a nice app with a friendly interface and so on. Tells you your calories and all that stuff. Yeah. And in lockdown, you know, you've got to keep an eye on that because if you don't, the weight catches up with you. Yeah, definitely does. Definitely does. Overtakes you in my case. <laughs> <laughs> Although, do you say that? I've noticed that you've been uh, you've been running or something? Yeah, I've just started doing a little bit of running again on the couch to 5k app just to get me fit again. I've got no injuries at the minute that's stopping me. So, get. Good to go running again. Oh, see, I Feels thought you were wrong. running 25k. I thought that's what that was. No, maybe next week. I thought it said, <laughs> I thought it said uh, 25k, but yeah, couch to 5k. No, couch that, to 5k. That makes yeah. sense though, yeah, C to 5k, I get it. <laughs> but bloody hell, it's running 25 miles. I wish. Anyway, welcome to episode two. I'm looking forward to hearing another one of your classic moments of wisdom, and we'll check in with my side quest. Also, I've had a great idea, uh, but first we need to get serious for just a moment. Uh, we mentioned on last week's show how we started working together and became friends. But whilst we were there, we also had the privilege privilege of working with a guy called Andy Morrison. Andy was as white and nerdy as they come, and he'd probably laugh at that whilst picturing Weird Al Yankovic's Chameleon Air parody. Uh, I'm based in Cambridge, but every now and then I'd have to provide cover over a new market. And on one of those occasions, I met Andy for the very first time. First impressions? I was thinking, who is this strange flame-haired chap with thick frames on his face? We clicked like we'd always known each other. Yeah, and when you're in Newmarket, the days go by really slowly, and he was great company. He showed me the epic rap battles of history YouTube series for the first time, and he was lit up by how much I was enjoying his recommendation of Darth Vader versus Hitler, which Andy knew verbatim, of course. And uh, I left the company, not because of that. <laughs> uh, I fell out of touch with Andy, as you sometimes do with people, uh, but I was saddened to learn of his passing. Andy died peacefully at his home on the 8th of November last year, aged 38, surrounded by his family following a brave battle with colon cancer. He was a devoted husband to Fleur, a much-loved son of Tom and brother to Laura, an unforgettable character who will be sorely missed by his family and many friends. Uh, Darren, what are your memories of Andy? He was a character, that's for sure. 
um, come out with loads of random useless knowledge that just would generally make you laugh or listen to him. It was, it was a, it was, it was great fun to be honest. Like you say, yeah, he, he'd liven the days up because days could be really slow in Newmarket. Forget Darth Vader versus Hitler. He had, was it five steps to Hitler or something where on the internet you could always be within five clicks to finding Hitler. Yeah. If you go on Wikipedia and random search an article, you'll find a, a what do you call it? Like six degrees separation to or five degrees separation to Hitler. Yeah. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, he was he was all right, was Andy? He was a good laugh. He was. He will be missed. Yeah, there's a good group of people there that we work with, and um, yeah, he'll be missed by a lot of us. Right then, it's time for another side quest as we shift gears now. Uh, part of the show where I go off and do my own thing in the hope of replicating challenges I've seen online. Oh, you've explained this to me a couple of times. I I think this is. I'm going to be interested to see where this goes. I read a story about a Canadian guy called Kyle McDonald that had made 14 trades in the course of a year, starting with a paperclip, and then finally moving into his own home that he traded up for. I mean, I've seen many people do this, but it got me thinking, could I do this? So I gave it a go. Um, I posted an advert on Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace. It read, Hello, my name is Rob. I host a podcast called Rob and Darren Made a Podcast, and one of our features is called Time for Another Side Quest. There's many stories on YouTube about people doing this sort of thing, so in the name of an experiment and entertainment, I want to try it myself. I am interested in trading this paperclip and a Sharpie. I've got two on the go, you know. I figured I'd double my chances. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you have something you'd like to trade with me for, trade with me, please let me know and I'll view your offer. I got some messages. So people have got back to you. So yeah. you so literally found you looking to trade that. and they So they can trade you literally anything. So they could trade you four pieces of A4 paper or something. Well, could they, they could if they wanted to, but then it's up to me to decide, to, to decide if I want to do that. Whether it's worth it or um, not. I had a message from Colin. He said, if I traded your two paperclips for one, or traded you two paperclips for one, then you would have doubled your investment. You could trade one for two drawing pins, the other for a sheet of paper, and put up a wanted poster, assuming you have free use of a pen. Oh, he's done this you? before. Yeah. <laughs> he's done this before, hasn't he? No, well, that did startle me a little bit. I mean, whose face am I going to put on there? Yours? His? Anyway. Um, More paperclips? <laughs> I had another one from Ash. Uh, he said... Uh, I'll trade a roll of brown parcel tape. Uh, Hamza said, I actually need a single paper clip the other day, but I already went and got a pack. So, yeah. Oh, I've already known you were on there doing that. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on to the Sharpie now. Uh, Serge said, uh, Hi, I've got two petrol lawnmowers, both non runners. You can have for the Sharpie. They're worth something to someone who wants to break them down for spare parts. I don't, I don't know if you know much about me, but that's not really my forte. I struggled to put up a curtain rail last week. That'd be no good to me. I've got fake grass. You don't. I do. I've got fake grass. I don't oh, need a lawnmower. Darren, just a hoover. My opinion of you has <laughs> just gone down. <laughs> yeah, but my garden looks amazing all year round. It means, oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, no. How do you play football in your garden then? It's not really big enough to play football in it anyway. Keepy up. To be fair. Keepy up is all right. Yeah, yeah. Look at that little girl from Cambridgeshire who was inspired by Sir Captain Tom that did like however many kick-ups. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, bless her. Well, anyway, I also had a message from somebody called Claire. She asked the key question here. She said, is it a new or used Sharpie? It is used. I mean, I said it's still got a bit of life in it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but at the moment, I put this idea on for, on hold because the pan there's a pandemic in the way. But I will come back to this. Cool. Looking forward to see where that goes. Now, uh, I hear it's time for a random shout-out. Is that right? Yeah, random shout-out. Yeah, I'm going to do one of these every week. 
Just completely random. Could Hang be anybody. Hats, people. This is going to be the best entertainment of your life. <laughs> it, it probably won't, but hey ho, here you go. So um, this week, so my random shout out uh, is going to go to Ed Sheeran um, for no other reason than his music kept getting me through my run yesterday. I just had his uh, playlist on my headphones while I was running around, and it just kept going. Really? Bit of a fan of Ed Sheeran and his music. You listen to Ed Sheeran to help you run. Well, I've got loads of playlists, but when I turned on me. Uh, me app that was the first one that came on so I just kept listening to it he's been in touch oh great do you want to hear what he says yeah go on then let's Here see what go. he's got to say hold on to your hat hey I'm Ed Sheeran there's something to do with music I might make tea in a studio maybe there's just stuff that doesn't go off so there's like lots of jars of things that never get eaten I fill up my fridge whenever I go home but I'm not home a lot so there's just stuff in there that would survive the nuclear holocaust probably oh wicked well thanks Ed I, I don't know. know what he's talking about. He must have been smoking those uh, magic cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Jars of some sort of food that lasts forever. Or Gherkins, someone... pickled eggs. Pickled eggs? I love a pickled egg. You look like a pickled egg. <laughs> I love a pickled anything. <laughs> I look like a boiled egg, admittedly. <laughs> um, shall we talk about some transfers then? Because uh, last Friday, or well, that was Monday in fact, wasn't it? It was Monday. Uh, yeah. Monday the 1st of Feb, the transfer window shut. You're a Tottenham Hotspur fan and I'm a Cambridge United fan and the two have intertwined and the loans have occurred. Yes, we've um, yeah, we've um, given you a couple of young lads. Um, I can't pronounce their names though, so you'll have to do it. Okay, but um, um, yeah, we're, we're helping you out, yeah. Yeah, uh, you are actually. Uh, before that, um, Harry Darling, he signed for uh, MK Dons. The fee is believed to be around £100,000. Uh, he was out of contract in the summer, so any money you can get for that kind of player oh, that's not before bad. it goes to a tribunal is uh, best for business. Uh, oh, good luck to him. Deserves a bit of a, a step up. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, MK Dons does get a lot of heat, but have you seen the facilities there? Have you, ever, have you been to MK Stadium? MK? Yeah, yes, a hell of a stadium oh, for a League is. 2, League 1 club. Yeah, it was used in the Women's World Cup a few years ago as well. So we, who are these two guys? Last year we sent out Jack Rolls, didn't we, to you? Yeah. And that was a really successful loan deal. Yeah, and you know where he's gone this year, don't you? On loan. Uh, Luton. No, Stevenage. Oh, yeah, Stevenage. Sorry, yeah. I don't know why. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah I'd have thought it'd been a better. I, I thought he could have at least done a championship club. Um, he played well for you last year, and mm. the thought was that he was going to go out to a sort of higher division club. And um, he actually helped Jubro Okadina, one of our one of your defenders. That's the one. Uh, yeah, that's one of the guys we sent you. Yeah. Uh, we also signed uh, Shiloh Tracy from you. Yeah, Shiloh, Shiloh, Shiloh. Uh, whatever. Um, we also signed two defenders to replace the ones we've lost. Uh, I'm going to have trouble saying two of their names, or one of their names even. One of them is Declan Drysdale. I've got that one fine. And the other one, he's a West Ham youngster. His name's A.G. A.G. I'm not entirely sure. Been quite a busy transfer window for you then, whereas all we've had is outgoings. Yeah, Nobody's come I, in I for us. We were, apparently Deli Alley was... Talking to Par uh, Paris Saint-Germain, but uh, because of all the injuries, we didn't want to let him go in the end. So uh, we've kept him, which is good because he should be in the side, if you ask me. Have we should you be getting rid of players uh, like that. Kaziah Sterling on loan from Southend United, or did you send him out there? We sent him out there. Yeah, he's oh. one of ours as well. Yeah, okay, left yeah. winger, I think. Also, uh, breaking news today. Uh, that's Thursday, <laughs> the fourth of Feb. Uh, Dimitar Mitov is out. He's, uh, he's your goalkeeper, isn't yeah, he? he's out for the season. I don't know if it's the season. I'm going to say it's the season. I'd imagine it probably is. Um, but so yeah, who's your backup goalkeeper? We've got Callum Burton. 
Yeah. And another guy called Kai. I've forgotten his surname, but yeah. We should be fine. And we were featured in the Guardian as well as the overachievers. Had a great start to the season, didn't you? Are you yeah. still top? Still top. Uh, still top. Well, when you've got someone like Wes Houlihan feeding you at that standard, yeah, you're going to get a lot of chances because Houlihan's top class still. If we have Houlihan and Mullen next season, I'll be very surprised. Well, I don't know if Houlihan would... I'd imagine he'd be quite happy just to stay with you and, and play regularly. And I don't think it's all about him chasing glory now. But uh, Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if he's fit and the manager still has plans for him, why wouldn't he stay? Yeah. Yeah, happy Mullen, to stay. on the other hand, uh, Mullen has come out and said that he wants to go back up uh, to the Liverpool area. I think that's where his family are from. Yeah, uh, that's he a wants shame. To go up there. Is he on loan or is he... Um... Uh, he's signed on a one-year. Just signed on a one-year. We had him on loan the season before, but yeah, he signed on a one-year. Well, fingers crossed, you got promoted and because of that, he's, he'll be happy to stay. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, talking Never of people that we've uh, lost, um, last week you were talking about some chap called Luke Berry? <laughs> yeah, you were t- you were talking about that um, Scotland connection. He he uh, was connected with Hibernian at one point. That's who it was. Well, th- yeah, this goes all the way back to our radio show we used to do, didn't it? That w- we um, talked about transfers, and you were really annoyed, and you thought him moving over to Scotland would actually wouldn't be a step up. No, I don't think it. I, st- um, I stand by that. So um, in the end, he eventually went to Luton, um, and and thereafter, just to annoy you a little bit, every week I'd give you a Luke Berry update as to. Whether he'd played, how long he'd played, whether he scored, and, and how Luton were doing. Just to annoy him, that's quite funny. Quite frankly, I quite enjoyed that. Sorry, you cut out there. I didn't catch any of that. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shall we shift gears now, unless you want to talk about any more football? Uh, no, let's let's move on. Yeah, I've not got too much more to say football. It's been quite a quiet week in the world of Tottenham. We don't need to mention the fact we keep losing. Carry on. Shall do. Uh, join <laughs> us on social media at Team Radmap. That's Team Radmap. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Where else are we on Twitter? Twitter, yeah. You can also email the show. Send us a voice clip if you'd like to, and we'll play it out on the radio. It's not the radio. We're not doing the radio. It's a podcast. Tell us uh, you're listening to us. Let us know you're listening to us. Exactly. Old habits. That's what that was. <laughs> right then. I want to talk about WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision okay. blends the style of classic sitcoms with the MCU in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. We've got a clip of that. We now have first-person intel from inside the Westview anomaly. What are we looking at here? Is it an alternate reality, time travel? It's a sitcom. Starring two Avengers? It's a working theory. Well, I know the apron is a bit much, dear, but I am doing my best to blend in. Hello, dear. Hiya, kid. Hiya, kiddos. Life moves pretty fast out in the suburbs. I think something's wrong here. (laughs) Should we just take it from the top? Wanda, Wanda. I don't know how any of this started. What is outside of Westfield? I'm not sure what that's about. It's probably just a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Am I right? <gasps> Is this really happening? Yes, my love. Are you crying? But 
I'm invested. So we're four episodes in now. Uh, yep. The fifth episode comes out tomorrow, uh, which is Friday for us. Uh, do you make any sense of what's going on at the moment? Do you understand it? Starting to. I think episode four tied a lot of what we'd seen together. Um, it explained quite a lot. We still don't really know where they are, what Westview is, whether it's all happening in her mind. But at least we kind of know to a point what's going on, um, where Monica Rambo gets involved. And kind of trying to see how they're going to figure out getting them out of there. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, that, it, I'd been watching it every week just to try and figure out what on earth was going on. And then after last week, it was like, right, OK, now I'm really invested and I'm desperate to find out where this is going to go now. Yeah, me too. I can't wait for more of it. Every Friday comes around, you watch it, then you've got to wait a week. Yeah, I, this is a oh, streaming no. service. I want to binge it. Give it to me now. I was, I was discussing with my friend um, earlier on in the week. I might, I might leave these last four episodes because there's only eight episodes in the series. I'm sure there's only eight episodes in it. So I might wait now and watch all of the last four together. Now, you um, see... Um, possibly. I, I don't know. Friday, he said that not every episode will be half an hour. Some of them could be longer. Some of them could be shorter. Well, I think that the early ones would be shorter because of the way uh, sitcoms were back in the day. But I wouldn't be surprised if the last two episodes were an hour long each. Possibly. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it was quite cleverly done as a sitcom and different every or a different time period every week and slightly different humour every week. Hmm. But yeah, if if they come out, if it starts to come out of the sitcom, I mean, like like last week's was more about not so much about Wonder and Vision. It was more about the guys just outside Westview. Um, so yeah, if we get more into it like that, then I think we might have a more forty minute, forty five minute episodes. Which is great because I can't get enough MCU. You know how much I love it. I, I did slate it last week, but it doesn't it's not going to let me watch it. <laughs> I did say they were fantastic popcorn movies, and they are. They're entertaining, and that's okay. I'll tell you what I did do this week. Just going off topic, just a little bit off topic, um, but I actually finally got round to watching The Incredible Hulk. What did you make of it? I won't be watching it again. <laughs> I think it has some redeemable moments in it. I don't think it's a terrible film, but I don't know. I, I would just... be in a hurry to watch it again. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't. Ed, Edward Norton as Bruce Banner just just couldn't get invested in him. Oh, but maybe it's because I've seen you? too much of um, of uh, Mark Ruffalo, mm. and Mark Ruffalo is so good that it just I don't know. Seems odd somebody else playing him. Yeah. But yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. Back to One Division. Sorry, I just 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 thought I'd throw that in there as we were talking about it last week that I'd never seen it. So I've got some theories to run through with you if you'd like to hear them. Yeah, yeah, far away. Okay, the first one is Evan Peters will be playing Wanda and Vision's sons. So who's Evan Peters? You say that as if he's quite a well. Uh, you're well a, you watch X Men movies, don't you? Or did? Uh, yeah. Uh, Evan Peters played Quicksilver in their movies. Oh uh, right. Oh okay. There's that classic scene of him running around the uh, kitchen in slow motion, or well, fast motion. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, yeah, and he's like licking sauce off a pan, moving bullets and things like that. Yes, yeah, I remember, yeah. And I, I actually preferred that version to the Quicksilver we got in the MCU. So, well, we, we only saw him very briefly, didn't we, in Age of Ultron? Mm. I think Age of Ultron isn't as bad as some people think it is either. Oh, I didn't like it. Robert Spader, uh, James Spader even? James Spader's brilliant in some things. I oh. love I love um, uh, The Blacklist, he's brilliant in that, but I, I don't know, it just... And he's obviously Robert California in The Office, which is fantastic. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Didn't the, the head honcho, the CEO, in the last <laughs> couple of seasons. But uh, what annoys me most about Ultron is this is back in the day when Wanda had a foreign accent. Now she's just full-on American. Oh, she does address it in the series. Oh, I missed that. Did she? Oh, yeah. She uh, sings a, a Sokovian lullaby to her babies, her twins. Well, yeah, but there's not even any type of accent there anymore, is there? It's but it's just... supposed to be some kind of Eastern European dialect. Yeah. Well, uh, continue, content, con easy for me to say. Continuity. continuity. Continuity, that's what you need. Easy right, that... for me to say is becoming one of your catchphrases. <laughs> that's just because I can't say very many things. <laughs> I need to get easily. on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I so that's that... interesting, though, about Evan Peters, because obviously, you know, episode by episode, we're moving forward in time quite quickly. So, and Evan Peters then is obviously fully grown, an adult, essentially. So we're obviously going to be moving through quite quick if he's going to make an appearance. Well, yeah, we're going up to the uh, noughties, aren't we? Those are kind of era sitcoms, like yeah. Family, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, there's also rumours that Evan Peters will be playing Mephisto, in fact, the person who is uh, helping Wanda with her magical powers in this world she's created for herself, this pocket dimension. We'll move on uh, then. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, I was just taking fine. that in. Sorry. Um, yeah, the next theory is Westview is a sword prison. Where would you hear that? That doesn't make sense to me. Okay, the we'll sword didn't seem to know anything about Westview, did they? That's fine. We'll move on to the next one. Then. Uh, okay. <laughs> Westview just blow that one out of the water. Sorry? Just blowing that one straight out of the water. Yeah, sorry. that's fine. We don't really care. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> it's a boring one. Uh, Westview's residents are in on the scam. What do you think? Are they? A couple of them, yeah. There was, an, on the, not the last episode, the episode where Wanda gave birth, you had outside their home, the black guy, the next door neighbour, and oh. then Wanda, yeah, I'm rubbish at remembering names, and um, her other friend with the dark hair. Agnes. Agnes. There's something about Agnes that's definitely not right. Well, some people have speculated that Agnes is short for Agatha Harkness, one of the witches from the comics, which is... Uh, yeah, I read that. To, uh, so old uh, Wanda. Um, I don't know much about that, to be fair. I've not read those comics with the witches in it, but the whole thing supposedly is leading to the next big bad for mm. phase for the next phase, isn't it? So... What if it's Wanda? Oh, hello. What if Wanda's the big bad? Hello. Wouldn't that be great? Never even crossed my mind. Well, well, that that, that could work because because obviously Vision died. So mm. if, if this is all in her head, Vision is back in her head. And if she finally comes out of this and realizes Vision is dead, could that be enough to turn her? Well, she lost her brother, didn't she? In Age yeah. Ultra, and then she her power, uh, yeah, her hex magic destroyed all the robots around her. Yeah. So, so yeah, could, could I'd, I'd be up breaking for her being point. Big bad or part of the big bad. She's ridiculously powerful. Yeah, I'd say she's the so, most powerful now. Yeah, yeah. See the way Captain Marvel. If she, if Captain Marvel was as powerful as Captain Marvel is supposedly, she could have just come and just annihilated Thanos. But yeah, she had stuff to do. Though, didn't she? she had just to go to a different galaxy or something. Yeah, <laughs> and and even in the fighting sequence at the end of Endgame with him, it, it made her look quite. They build her up to be this all powerful being, yet Thanos made her look quite weak. She really struggled to. Um. Yeah. When she comes back into that main fight, she yeah. comes. She destroys the ship. Yeah. And she lands on the ground next to uh, Peter Parker. Who's yeah. got the gauntlet, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know how you're going to make it through there." I mean, did she just not see what she did? She took out a ship. Well, I yeah. think she's going to be fine running with a gauntlet. <laughs> but then, if she could take out a ship that easily, and she struggled to defeat Thanos, then 
could Thanos have taken out a ship that easily? Well, as we said last week, the MCU is not grounded in reality, is it? (laughs) No, no, no. There will always be theories and things to talk about and opinions, which is one of the reasons I love it. Mm. It's always something to talk about. Oh, I'm going to ship universes for a moment. Okay. I uh, heard somebody say the other day that Batman is a self-sacrificing hero, which is completely incorrect. And I'll tell you for why. Because he's not dead? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Batman is addicted to being a vigilante. He's addicted to being Batman. His rogues gallery makes him, for want of a better way of putting it, it's his. Uh, he's a trophy hunter. He does it because he enjoys it. Well, yeah. And tra- he yeah. seeks the, the means to fight injustice whilst breaking the law. Well, all vigilantes break the law, though. So he, how can he seek the means to fight injustice when he is... When he is injustice? Yeah. Good so, point. No, no, I, I disagree, disagree that he's a self-sacrificing hero. He's not. He's doing it for the fun of it. And he's doing it because it's the only way he knows how to deal with the anguish of losing his parents. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to WandaVision. Back to Wanda? Yeah. <laughs> Got sidetracked there. Some people are suggesting that Vision will die again. Well, I don't think he will die again because I think he's still dead. I agree. I think he's still dead too. I think this yeah. whole thing is uh, he's being uh, Wanda's the puppet master. Yeah. Which yeah, might no. explain the residents as well in the rest of Westview. So, yeah. And if, they, if, if Wanda made all the rest of the residents up, where did she make them up from? And then how did Wanda, not Monica, how did Monica Rambo get, see, is it in her head? Because how did Monica Rambo get in her head? And then obviously Westview isn't, is there because they're on the outskirts of it. So it can't all be in her head unless somehow she's made this space. No, the way I look at it is, um, imagine you're putting on some VR headset and that's what you're seeing. So the physical world is literally still out there, but you're displaying something else on top of it. Okay, yeah. So what if this New Jersey City in Westview is actually something that was destroyed in Endgame and everyone there died and then she's put it all back together, including the people that lived there? Right, okay. So what if they're all actually dead? Possibly. They're all, they're all very... It's all very... Uh, it's, it's, how, how can I explain well, this? I'd say they've given us a lot to talk about, but they haven't actually yeah. given us anything concrete. It's, there's still a lot of theory out there. We still don't it's... have definitive answers as to what's going on. And I guess that's the appeal of the show. Uh, also, I'm going to switch this back to last week's conversation about wrestling. Right. Um, this is, again, what the WWE Astrodeo was so good at. It kept you on your toes. It kept you wanting more. That's what the MCU does. And we're yeah, seeing that, it now. Definitely, definitely. Which is which is why weekly is so annoying. <laughs> yeah, but that I guess I assume that'll be the same when um, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, yeah. Captain America Winter Soldier and the Loki series, of course. And Loki, Loki looks amazing. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm looking forward most to that looking one. forward to that than anything else. Uh, I guess it helps when you're a subscription service to get more people invested in what you're selling. If you if you don't dump it in one go, you spread it out across however many weeks and months. Well, I wonder if it was done. Because it's not just it's not just Disney; it's other streaming services. I wonder if they've done it because of lockdown, and I wonder if when the world starts getting back to normality, a lot of it will all go back to start being as it was on sort of weekly episodic. No, I series. don't think so. Maybe. No, well, we'll I I watched a series on Amazon Prime recently called The Escape 
Escape Artists, yeah, uh, featuring Richard Hammond. Oh, Hammond and the scientist bloke. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, it's it's parody of <laughs> being deserted on a desert island. Um, but yeah, it was good fun. Don't take it seriously. It's, it's good fun, though. <laughs> it's got Hammond in it. You can't yeah. take it seriously. Yeah. It's all a good laugh with Hammond. I, I like Richard Hammond. I just wish he'd shave his stupid goatee off. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but then he looks 12. It's like me. If I, don't shave, if I shave my beard off, I look like a big fat baby. <laughs> you look like so. a tiny, uh, tiny baby. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we've had enough of WandaVision now. I want to hear a classic moment of wisdom from you. Classic moment of wisdom? Yeah, have you got one? I have. Okay, so, right. Okay, so, um, quite an important tip this week. Um, you won't get far in life, I don't think, without this bit of advice. Uh, and the more you do this, I think the further you will go. Okay? So, my words of wisdom are, always open a door before you walk through it. That's it. Oh, it was going to be something really spiritual, by the way, but um, I walked into a door yesterday at work, so I just, I just thought, you know... Why is it if the door sure says you pull, you always push? Sorry, say that again? Why is it if the door says pull, you always push? We, yeah, I know. Always do the opposite, don't we? Exactly. I will it's... not be told what to do by a sign. <laughs> if that's what you're telling me to do I'm going to do the opposite exactly. sounds like a nine year old exactly it's very childish um, <laughs> right then thanks for that Darren eventually that's like right. I say we'll have a jingle in there to uh, break up the features of this podcast which we made you're Rob I'm Darren oh I got our names wrong you're Darren I'm Rob I got our names wrong I'm Rob you're Darren uh, that's how we do this Line it's a good job we've got well, this written down haven't we? you want to be me <laughs> uh, I'm okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Royal Rumble, shall we? Okay. The annual gimmick pay-per-view produced every January by WWE. The match usually has 30 entrants and starts with two participants in the ring, and every 30 seconds another wrestler enters the match until there's only one left standing. Eliminations occur when a wrestler has been thrown over the top rope and both feet have hit the ground. The winner goes on to headline WrestleMania. Now, I put that in there for anyone who doesn't watch wrestling, because if you do watch wrestling, they tell you that every five minutes. <laughs> Just in case you've forgotten. Exactly. I've never seen a Royal Rumble before. Uh, once upon a time, I was actually a huge wrestling fan, but these days I'm more of a casual fan. Well, even that's hanging on by a thread these days. It's too much content. That's the problem. There is too much content. There is. And it's, it's not... What do they do? They do quantity over quality, don't they? Yeah, I think they do. I think that's the problem. Like you said earlier, it doesn't keep you. It doesn't invest you to want to watch it again next week. There's no massive no, cliffhangers. No. There's no amazing stories. It's it's no attitude error. No, I mean the attitude era is not without its flaws, but it was more entertaining than what we've got now. Yeah, but I think everybody accepted the flaws back then, as well. Though it's 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 different now. If anything's not right or that annoys people more as well. And I think that's just more part of the culture than mm. anything. Um, it's more, I, th I think back then it was a little bit more out there and it was supposed to be a little bit of fun and it wasn't real life as it were, but there's, you know, it's real life and kayfabe is so close now. And what with all the wrestlers having Instagram and Facebook yeah, and yeah, exactly, Twitter yeah. and this, that and the other. I agree. It's, that actually brings me on to my first point of why I don't like a, uh, the product these days too much. Uh, the commentary is awful. When, as you say, you've got all these behind the TV, uh, behind the scenes shows and reality TV shows and social media and all that stuff, and then they try to project on us the idea that this is not scripted when we all know it is. 
and it just makes the commentators sound ridiculous. Oh, do you know what? As well, with um, spoilers for anybody that haven't watched the Rumble yet, but um, the guy that won it, I can't really say this without spoiling it because the guy that won it entered first, and they kept saying, "If this guy is to win the Royal Rumble, he's going to have to go longer than anybody else. If this guy wins the Royal, if this guy," and it was just like, "Yeah." I think you can spoil it because I'll be surprised if anyone listening to this doesn't know already. <laughs> well, true, true, but it's, it is just. You know, they were, they were ramming it down your throats that this guy had to be in there the longest and they just kept mentioning it. It was like, well, because you're mentioning it so often, are you mentioning it so often because it's going to happen? And I've watched wrestling so much now that I know what they're doing. There's one yeah. part of the match where Randy Orton gets his knee taken out then gets carried to the back and then he comes in as the match concludes and Absolutely. So you know what's going to happen. <laughs> the second he was limping off with the people yeah. with the MTs room, you knew he was going to come back at the end. You know, in cartoons when they stuck like a black hole on the floor, you you knew Brody Brunner was going to fall down. It. Yeah. It, and again, that... I think this this is part of the problem. They've they've done everything. All they, all they can do is replay stories slightly differently. Mm. They've wasted Alexa Bliss in the women's rumble. I don't know if you saw it. No, I haven't. I haven't got a chance to see the women's rumble yet. Well, her whole gimmick is basically the fiend. Yeah, she has that whole split personality thing. Um, and she's amazing at it. She, yeah, she is scary. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The lights go out, things change, and everything like that. But midway through that transformation she was going through, they just eliminated her, wasted the spot completely. They could have done something fun with that. They must. They must have something planned. Um, who 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 eliminated her? I think it was Rhea Ripley. Oh, was it? Mm. Her gear was really cool. It reminded me uh, very much of Tim Burton-esque styles. So, uh, what, like Beetlejuice sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. It was red. It had uh, black and white on it and spirals here, there and everywhere. See, that's good for Rhea Ripley, though, knocking out someone as big as Alexa. Mm. But, to be fair, I'm quite glad that happened because no end of times you see people come in to the Rumble and do what they do, their gimmick, this, that and the other, which takes five minutes. And people just stand there and watch and let it get done. Whereas at least this time, Alexa's taking forever to change. Rhea's just like, oh, sod it. Off you go. And gets rid of her. Because let's be honest, in a real fight, you wouldn't stand there and wait while the bloke you're fighting. Well, that always just... makes me think of The Undertaker when he just appeared in the ring. But obviously, he's not just appearing. He's not actually magic. <laughs> no, no. So someone's in the ring waiting for him to get into position. And the lights come back on. Like, oh, how did you get there? He's obviously coming up from underneath, so go and stand where he's going to come up and start kicking him as his head pops out through the, you know, through the uh, apron. Well, here's the next thing I didn't like about the Royal Rumble. Rey Mysterio had an advert for a Mexican beer on his lucha mask. See, I didn't notice that. If the commentators hadn't mentioned it, I'd have just said he looked stupid in his mask with a silly fluffy Mohican. But if they hadn't have mentioned it, that Mexican beer company's PR team would have been mad as hell. What's what's so bad about a beer company? It's not like it's smoking or drugs or anything like that, though, is it? Well, my issue is CM Punk, he wanted to do stuff like this. He wanted to have advertisements on his gear. It was okay for Brock Lesnar. It's now okay for Rey Mysterio, apparently. But it wasn't okay for Punk. <laughs> that one of the reasons why he got miffed? I didn't know that. Yeah, he got miffed. That was one of the reasons. Another reason, because they didn't take his health seriously. The thing is... WWE could make so much money themselves out of doing it. It seems silly not to advertise more. Do you know what I mean? Not that they haven't got enough money. Well, I, is, I guess no one's forcing us to watch this product, but every now and again we come back to it. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere on the card, then, um, 
My cup of tea lasted longer than Goldberg, uh, Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I didn't see this match either. I think I blinked. No, I don't think you're missing much. <laughs> Although, um, um, I, didn't, I don't see the point. I do not see the point of Goldberg. Well, it's that it's... whole nostalgia draw, isn't it? Which is why Edge is doing his thing. And also, Edge never lost the title, really, did he? So it'll be no, no, but oh, I get so it with Edge. to him to win again. And Edge is going to be around every week, and he's going to fight every week. Well, not every every week, but regularly. He's going to be on TV regularly, and he's he's still fit enough to go. Whereas Goldberg is past it. He's old. He's got two moves: the spear and the jackhammer. That's the reason Eric Bischoff made his entrance so long in uh, WCW, because his Just... matches were going to be so short, and they needed a way to long out his presence on uh, the screen. Right. Ah, there you go. Uh, there wasn't a match right? on the card that I did like, and that was Reigns and Owens. I thought their storytelling was decent and reminded me of a feud between Triple H and Cactus Jack back in the day. They're both right on top of the card. I'd have loved Owens to win that. I think Owens could do with a baby face. That, that's why that run. match ring was so good, because you believed he was going to win. But Reigns is just... Reigns is the face of the company now, isn't he? He's oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, well and truly amazing. His personal so story... Good. Outside of wrestling, is fantastic by itself. Yeah, you you can't begrudge a man having this much success after the things he's battled. No, 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 not at all. But he's doing it so well. It's not mm. like they're just giving it to him because of what's happened to yeah. him. He's he's taking the ball and he's running with it, and he's been, and he doesn't. Heyman doesn't necessarily have to be there. Do you know what I mean? He mm. doesn't need Heyman. To, he's, he's just so good at what he's done and how he's doing it, and. Well, uh, we've got some uh, feedback in this match from one of our listeners. Do you want to hear that? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Hello, Rob. Hello, Darren. I hope you're both good. So in response to your question on the pod about the Rumble, I think that they shouldn't have had Edge won it. Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of his. I think, you know, it's great he's able to come back and do what he loves. Um, And obviously it's a great story to be telling. But I believe that the Rumble should be given to mid-carders They've got potential. You know, they want to try and build future stars. doesn't seem like they can really do that at the moment. So, for me, I would have given the Rumble the winner to someone like Alistair Black. I think he's amazing. Um, it's just a bit of a shame that apparently, obviously, Vince doesn't think that. Or, alternatively, you've got someone like The Fiend. You know, it's a character that they've got who's bloody amazing. They've not had a character like that for years. Um, and I think it's, he's wasted. You know, giving him that Rumble win would have like really pushed him forward even more. Um, yeah, so that's my thoughts. Again, no disrespect to Edge. I think it's great, you know, that he's back and he's able to do what he loves. But I think that spot should have been given to someone else. So yeah, that's that's what my thinking is. Um, hope you two are both well and keeping safe. Hopefully, speak to you both soon at some point, and uh, love you both. Thank you, Matt. Uh, do you agree with that assessment, darling? To a point, yeah, I, I, I don't, as much as, you, you know, Edge, Edge is my favourite. I'll add the intro for me every week, thank you very much. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, not necessarily a mid-carder, I don't necessarily agree with that, but certainly a younger, somebody there that could be pushing. I, I don't see, the trouble is, although this this feeds through most of the WWE, I, I certainly don't see Edge being able to win the title off either Drew, definitely not off Roman Reigns. I've no idea who's going to take the title off Roman Reigns. I can't, I can't see that happening. Um, but no yeah, need. somebody, Alistair Black would have been quite a good one, but he doesn't, he seems to be on the periphery at the minute. Well, that was, that was Matt's point, isn't it? Yeah. Because Vince isn't a fan of him. He was fantastic in 
NXT and on the indies as Tommy End. I mean, they could have done they could have done with Braun Strowman what they did with Drew last year and have him come in and knock out some massive people and or more people than anybody else and him versus Drew or him versus Roman Reigns. He's probably the only person on the roster that I could that could beat either one of them. But they don't seem to want to pull the trigger on him properly either. He got the title last year uh, because Roman Reigns pulled out, and well, even yeah, then it was a faffy run because of COVID. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, then it was a faffy title run where he was taking on the likes of Miz and Morrison and just stupid, boring. Which they just don't want to give him a why proper the run. Left the company because the, uh, yeah? the tag team scene in WWE is appalling. It's a joke, really. Um, but yeah, yeah, Matt, I agree with you, essentially. Um, somebody else, some young up-and-coming... Well, spoiler alert here, I'm very happy with who won the Women's Royal Rumble. That was Bianca Belair. I think she's yeah. the purest See, athlete in the division, if not the company. That's it. They they, they did it right with her. Mm. They should have done similar with with one of the men. You know who but I would yeah, add as a... Pushing her, brilliant. Girl. I think she's great, to yeah, be fair. She is fantastic. She looks the part. She can talk the part. Yeah. And if she doesn't have gold around her waist come WrestleMania, it'll be a disservice to her. I thought I, I thought Bailey would win it, and they'd give Bailey and Sasha their massive WrestleMania moment. Now you see the thing um, for me is um, the four horsemen, or horse women even, horse are women. all fantastic. We know that, but Bianca Belair stands apart from them as a more defined athlete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in comparison, when I see the older, I say older women, as in terms of the eras of wrestling people like Julian Hall and uh, Kelly <laughs> Kelly they don't fit this scene anymore no they're a product of a bygone era and that's not me attacking women or feminine femininity that's just how the product was sold at the time the, the de- not... more divas than exactly that's women wrestlers I didn't like it when they were called divas no oh, not that wasn't for me yeah anyway, but then that's so like You've you've got that again. Sorry, but Ian, you've got that again in NXT though. You've got you've got you had Bianca Belair. You've got Rhea Ripley. You've got Tony Storm now. They're Proper... elevated. Yeah, to, it's going to that next level. Shayna yeah. Baszler. Yeah. Yeah. Who again is not being used very well at all. It's a bit of a joker in the Nia Jax mm. tag team. She should be she should be beating the hell out of everybody on her own every week. She did in NXT when she was allowed. Yeah. To. But for some reason, when people like that succeed in NXT they come to the main rosters well they're not supposed to call it that anymore but they come to the main rosters and they completely change their gimmick or their pants yeah it's pants as in rubbish not as in uh, yeah, what they're yeah. wearing yeah. it's like Vince doesn't want these people coming from there and he doesn't want them to make his brand mm. look bad I oh I don't like this retribution stuff. They had a stable called Sanity, which was amazing. Which is they're basically the same thing. They're disruption to uh, the norm, aren't they? I, they're rubbish. Yeah, and Sanity got dissolved, and they went their own ways, and so on. Does Arlie? Arlie doesn't. You don't look at Arlie and think, yeah, leader of a big faction, do you? No. Let's no. be honest. There's no disrespect on him, but. He's not the leader of that group, is he? No. Uh, for me, I, I would have had someone like Adam Cole win the Rumble. Or Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa. I like well, they weren't even in it. No, they weren't in it. There was only about there was only about two NXT people in it. There was Damien um, Priest. Damien Priest. Uh, 
which I Damien Priest. I mean, well. he's a good worker, but he looked to me like when you've gone to a wrestling game, you've pressed random on create a wrestler, and you <laughs> get Damien Priest. Yeah. Um, and who was that? There was one other, wasn't there? But it was that was it. Obviously, was I it? can't remember who it was. No, I can't remember now. Um, no, it's gone from me. It's gone. It's gone. I, but, I won't go back to watching weekly episodic programming from WWE. Um, I do like casual shows like WrestleMania. The effort they put into that, which is fantastic. Yeah. Royal Rumble. It's a fun pay per view. I, I don't care for the weekly episodic stuff anymore. I can't be bothered. No, too samey, too boring, too dull. Not Shall we shift gears? Enough. Yeah, let's let's move on from. Yeah, I think we've said all there is to yeah, say about I'm, wrestling. I'm all moaned out right now. So <laughs> I'm for a bright idea. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> in the current economic climate, climate, uh, I can't afford a ten percent deposit on mortgage, or even the living costs that come with home ownership. Well, I've got a plan. I'm going to harness the power of the law of attraction. Yeah. Okay. This is the idea that positive thoughts bring positive results into a person's life. And I've decided I'm going to win a home. Yes, this <laughs> does feel very Douglas Renham and Space Star. I'm Douglas Renham, and I'm not a scientist, but I do have a better understanding of what space is than any scientist living today. Where did I gain these insights? From this man, the founder of Spaceology, Beth Gaga Shaggy. No relation to either Lady Gaga or Shaggy. Is the founder of Spaceology, a religion, not a cult. In other words, when it comes to space, he's the man with his head screwed on tight. This is what he told me when I met him on holiday two weeks ago. Space is invisible mind dust, and stars are but wishes. I mean, think about that. That means every star you can see in the night sky is a wish that has come true. And they've come true because of something he calls Space Star Ordering. Space Star Ordering is based on the twin scientific principles of star maths and wishy thinking. If you'd like to know more, there are thousands of Spaceology centers all over the UK. If that doesn't convince you, well then, maybe you just don't deserve to get what you want. Ding! I'm going to win the house. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. Any particular house or whichever one you can get your hands on? Well, I put my money down on some houses on the competition apps. One of them is a maze. I put some money down to a luxurious town London house worth three million pounds. Wicked. Yeah. In London? Yeah. It's got three double rooms, four bathrooms, three living areas, including a formal reception room, garden room, and a TV snug. It's open plan, fully fitted. Uh, complete with bespoke wine setup and nice. courtyard terrace. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, also, I put money down onto a house in Paris, near Cheshire somewhere. So we're 500k. Come complete with a Ferrari. Wicked. Are you moving about? No. Who's that? Not me. Uh, maybe it was your headphone wire. No, nothing's moved. Hmm. Anyway, it's gone now. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I put some money down in a spacious two-bed apartment in Buckinghamshire, a home in South Lakes, and a four-double-bedroom unfurnished end-of-house terrace uh, in Hampton Bay near Peter. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to win a house. One of them. 
You yeah. might end up owning four at this rate. You could, could get really lucky. Exactly. What if I win four, I've got myself a, a portfolio, haven't I? You have, yes. Genius. You could be the next Robbie Fowler. No, I want to be Robbie Fowler. I want to be the new <laughs> Ooh, it's deep, isn't it? Uh, I, I can't hear you very well. You're really uh... quiet. Sorry, you're really, really quiet. Am I? Yeah. How about now? Yeah, that's a bit better. Hmm, that's odd. Maybe, oh, was, was I leaning away from the mic like that? There we go. Yeah, 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 okay. possibly that was it. Uh, see, I need a two-bedroom spacious apartment so I can do these podcasts with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it'd be easier when we don't have to look, rely on internet connections and things like that when we can actually be in a studio again. I think there's one that will ever happen. Um, well, this time next year. Maybe, yeah, next year, 2022. Next year. We can uh, we can be we can be recording this from your luxurious townhouse in London. Exactly, you can you could stay over. I've got four bathrooms and three bedrooms at this point. Well, could I stay over for the whole week? Every wouldn't week. Me. I wouldn't know you were there. The house is so big. <laughs> um, I don't have anything else to mention today, do you? Um, no, to be fair, I think um, I, I, I think hopefully we've um, not bored people too much with our ramblings. Yeah, well, you can find out what's coming up on next week's show by following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or send us a message or voice message to teamradmap at gmail.com. You've been listening to Rob and Darren made a podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. Cheerio.